0: hello and welcome to the i'm walking here podcast come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while welcome to an episode of i'm walking here i'm your resident master as always in kusick Joined my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How are you doing tonight, Bryce?
1: Um, uh, for sure. Why don't we introduce our
0: guest? I didn't answer my question, but um, <laughs> today's kind of a special episode because for the first time ever, we have actually like an IRL friend of one of ours on the show as a guest. Of yours, and, um, yeah. It's an IRL of mine. and uh, Welcome to the show, my good friend, Joseph LaMonica. Hey, it's uh it's great
2: to be on here. I've listened to the last couple of uh, episodes to kinda get used to how you guys talk, see your biases, all that New York and Boston slander you guys throw. So uh I'm ready.
0: Alright, yeah, glad to have you on, man. It's uh it's kinda weird having a local on. Well maybe not necessarily a local, but uh <laughs> no, I get what that th- Yeah, I get what you're saying. So
2: interesting feeling.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but um so it's about ten o'clock Thursday night and uh literally an hour and a half ago. Uh, probably the final Woj Bomb of, uh, this off-season.
1: The final important one, yeah, for sure. Unless, um, Barring,
0: like, something else Barring something nuts. We've probably gotten our final Woj Bomb of the season, and... Oh, boy, it's a big one. Um, Bryce, why don't don't you, uh... Want me to do this? You're gonna
1: bestow upon me this honor of...
0: I'm gonna boast... I'm gonna bestow upon the honor of discussing this Woj Nuke.
1: (laughs) We'll see how big of a nuke it is, um, so the Thunder have traded Russell Westbrook. That in itself is a nuke, to be honest. Like not even not even naming teams, that's a nuke. But they trade him to the Rockets for a CP three and four firsts, which I think is insane. Personally, Trading to the Rockets is nuts because all Rockets fans and Thunder fans have done is slander each other's point cards <laughs> since CP three went to the Rockets. That's all that's happened. And now they've slandered Harden and they slandered C P three. Well now Harden and their favorite player ever are playing together and CP three's on their team. It's it's just this is this is this is a great Woj bomb. Yeah. Honestly.
2: See the way I see it is, I just, I don't see it making much sense for either team team. It honestly. doesn't. It, it really like, doesn't. <laughs> I, I, I think it was, it was Chris Broussard of all people, um, believe it or not, who I actually agreed with once. A couple of days ago, he was saying, when you trade for Russell, Russell Westbrook, you're trading for relevancy. You're not really trading because you're mm. confident he can give you an NBA championship. That's um, a good point,
1: actually. Uh, That's really it, odd that it, it came from Chris Broussard. Yeah,
2: Chris Broussard's <laughs> history is eh, and I'm really listening to him too often, but he made a very valid statement, and I agree. Yeah, I think with this trade, the Rockets are arguably still the fourth-best team in the West, which is where they were last year, if I'm not I wrong.
1: The thing that scares me the most for the Rockets... I actually love this trade for the for the Thunder, who now have eight first-round picks. Same um, my problem is, for the Rockets, you just traded... I don't mind... The CP3 getting dealt is, like, good for them. That's a... Big deal. They needed to deal cb D three. But they just gave up four first different picks. Two of those at a are gonna be in years that they might suck. For a player, and I know Russ is he's a great player and all, Russ is good, but he's gonna be turning 31 next NBA season. Harden, obviously not exactly a young guy, but he's not old. But I, I just don't get that because I don't think this move brings you closer to a championship. And I also don't think you should be trading for first-rounders that are really far in the future for a, th- a guy who's going to be 31 by the end of next year. That's just that's kind of how I see things. Yeah,
2: I, mean, I don't know if you want to say something, Ian, but I definitely
1: have uh, some thoughts to
0: that too. Yeah, uh, yeah my... go ahead, Joseph. I, I'm I'm so not
2: sure how I okay, feel about this. So, uh, like I said, not to reiterate myself, I have a different point I want to make too. But like I said, I don't think it makes much sense for either team. Kind of like you were hinting at uh, on the Thunder, the Thunder side of it. I believe they should just wipe their entire team in tank. You know, get rid of Steven Adams. Adder- <laughs> they already got rid of Jerome Grant. And now that you have Chris Paul, I, I think you got to move him too. Because what is yeah, three years at forty million ish a year, thirty-five plus million a year, and with him on your roster, you're not gonna. See, Chris Paul is not going to bring you to the playoffs on his own. But Stephen Adams, maybe they sneak into the eight seed. But what's the point? a mm. Thunder, you want to tank. As embarrassing as that sounds, you have all these picks. You want to make your own pick, top five
1: pick. The That's thing about problem. most of these, the thing about most of these picks, though, is that they're not theirs. Yeah. So you can't really control what happens with those.
2: No, no, I understand but. that. It's a lot of a lot of the picks they got. Unfortunately, I see them being a lot of outside of the top ten picks. I mean,
1: yeah, most of them probably yeah. will be. So
2: their own pick themselves. I I don't know why they wouldn't just try to scrap this team and rebuild from the bottom up. Maybe they're trying to. That's what that's why, mean, that's why I think if there is one more Woj bomb, it's some team out there trading for Chris Paul and Stephen Adams. I don't know who it. The same team. deal. Possibly, I again, I like I that's said, big... it's very early. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, the Heat wanted Russell Westbrook, maybe they'll settle for Chris Paul. I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> that would be a disaster. But <laughs> <laughs> <be> <laughs> I think the heat
2: wanting to be relevant so bad, they'll pay thirty something year old Chris Paul forty million dollars a year for the next three seasons.
1: Listen, they're already doing that they already kinda of did that with Drogic. Yeah. So I just I I do like this I like the idea the Thunder are having though. Like, not in terms of CP3. I think they definitely should deal him. Tanking is obviously... I mean, it could happen for them. Um, Tanking doesn't necessarily... It's not guaranteed anymore like it used to be. At least not as much. But, I I mean, it's still an option. This This team really did go from having no future at all to something. I mean, there's something to be excited about there. I mean, all those picks... I know we we saw a trade like this with the Celtics and Nets and those picks didn't necessarily work out most of the time. And like nothing really like happened for the Celtics in terms of a championship or building. I mean, I guess they're building towards it, but they're pretty far still. So maybe this works out. Maybe it doesn't. It's taking a risk that I think the thunder really should take. I mean, they haven't gotten out of the first round with Russ in three years. They keep losing there um, I personally would have traded Russ before I gave him that super max they did, but I mean I get why they would keep him. He did win MVP that year, and he was the heartbeat of OKC. I understand that, but they were never going to go anywhere with him.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, to kind of kind of what you said, but like uh, how the Celtics went about their way of rebuilding. I don't see Oklahoma City as a really marketable town. Um, at least with Boston, you know, there's some more there to, to bring free agents in. You know, it's not a New well, not,
1: uh, well, I was referring in terms of the picks they got, not really the free agents. Obviously, yeah. they're, they're yeah. free agents Boston can definitely do better than OKC can in terms of getting free agents, uh, as they have shown a couple times. Even this year, I mean, they got Kemba technically in the sign of trade, but he was going to go there anyway. Um, I mean, they've got they got Horford a couple of years ago, they got Hayward, but that, you know, didn't really work out, per se, or at least as it hasn't yet, but they do plan... I don't know. The, the, jury,
0: the jury's still out on Hayward. I mean, that, eh, yeah. that's a weird thing with I, the um, sidetrack, if you look at the limited amount
2: of time Paul George spent back, his first season back from injury, granted it was like under 20 games, it was like 15 games or something, but statistically in those 15-20 games, he performed worse than Hayward did all throughout this season, and Hayward first year back. So, and then that second year Paul, I, I I understand it's it's a long shot. Yeah. I'm not saying Gordon Hayward is ever going to be Paul George. I'm just saying, there's still a chance we could see Hayward go back to his, his Western Conference All-Star ways. It's
1: going to... I don't see it, because it's not... I mean, we're getting off topic. I guess we can yeah. talk about this, because we've really said what we had to say. I guess Ian hasn't about yeah. the trade, but
0: I mean, what else can I really say about the trade that you guys haven't already seen? I right. mean, well, the thing—it's just a—it's just a real. The experience.
1: thing about Hayward, he's not Paul George, and he never was.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, his injury was probably even less severe than Paul George's. I mean, it was severe, but Paul George, I mean, Jesus. Um, I—I Paul George did bounce back nicely. He was third in MVP voting this year he's still a great player. I just don't know if Hayward in that particular lineup is ever really going to be anything. I would rather if I were you, I'd rather see Tatum and and Kemba and Brown do their thing. He's ball dominant and I don't expect that to change. I don't know why it would, but with him being with Kemba being ball dominant I would rather see that Hutch's Hayward needs to be what he was go to Tatum at this point. That's what I That's what I would do.
2: I, I, the majority of Boston Celtics fans out there will definitely agree with you. Um, right now, Tatum, if it's up to any Celtics fan in the world, Tatum is the second option behind Kemba. Ideally, we want Kemba getting 23 a game, and we want Tatum getting you know, 18, 19, 20 a game. The thing is,
1: in that star, you, you look at that... I don't even know how we got on. Oh, because I brought up the age trade. When you look at that Celtics lineup and you look at the scoring options they genuinely have, I don't really know who's going to start at center. That'll probably rotate because I'm a Knicks fan. I I answer,
0: but. Probably, that's the thing. Injured. That's
1: that's not going to stick for eighty two games. We'll I get that's it's not. It's, it's going like, to stick for eighty two games. It
0: might even just wind up being a center by committee. Yeah, it though.
1: probably will be. And
0: <laughs> don't sleep on my man Taco Fall. <laughs>
1: uh, I,
0: really, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, if he's he's been, been, Taco's been playing good in the summer league, so, but I'm I'm not. Get so him a
2: two way roster spot,
0: that, and then
1: the rest. Yeah, two way yeah, would eight. work for him.
0: I think. I I don't think make we have
1: one. a choice spot.
0: Right? Well, we just yeah, got yeah, Yabusele, make, right? Make yeah, we just we got rid of Yabusele. Wow. Is still... Ojale still on the roster? I might
1: even. Yeah, I think okay, yeah,
0: he is. Yeah, Ojulay. He's false Fall
1: spot. Semi's Ojulay spot. Taco False spot. <laughs> 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 I would do it honestly because Semi's yeah. Yeah, he's terrible. So the
0: Semi's yeah he's. I, I'm i intrigued to see what Taco can do at the NBA level. I don't know if he's – I, I don't think he's – I think Celtics fans are overrating Everyone Taco did. a little bit. Everyone because is. Of, he's a fan it's, favorite. It's, it's,
2: That's the issue. Everyone's rooting for him. But I, I think realistically, you know, no one thinks he's going to be Yao Ming. He's not not that skilled working <laughs> around, no, around the room. Not at all. Can Taco Fall be a guy who averages 20 minutes a game and gets two or, two or three blocks in those 20 minutes? Possibly. But
1: – Maybe. That, Yao Ming it. could that's a my, Yao Ming could kind of move. That was Yao Ming had phenomenal yeah. footwork and a great. Ta- Ta- Taco Fall could can, cannot move.
0: Taco Taco looks really Yo, awkward on the court. It's a lot of fun mean, to I watch. Know, when that he's that playing, six but. foot
2: two point guard take a charge from Taco Fall, That was yeah.
1: Like, that was that was <laughs> Jesus man. But I was, I was what I was saying was in terms of the the starting the current starting five of the Celtics and the scoring options they have. There's really Two maybe three you can rely on in that lineup. Like Kemba, obviously, you gotta go to Tatum. And like the third one really is like Canner. Because like Brown and Hayward are not really viable scoring options at the moment. Hayward could be, mm-hmm. but it depends on his touches. Um when
2: Brown's on, I'd tell you. Yeah, good. Good. So Brown did outscore Tatum last year, but Tatum, no one's denying that. Tatum, you know, isn't
1: the better scorer. Tatum's definitely the
2: better offensive player. Tatum's
1: got Tatum's got more, I think, game on offense than Brown does.
2: Yes, I, I agree. Brown's just a little more um, assertive at times. Sometimes it looks Tatum can be tentative. Um, if that really makes sense, Brown seems like he wants it more sometimes, and you can see that with his athletic style of play.
1: Yeah, he's definitely got a. Uh, he's got bounce for sure. Brown could definitely um could be something. I'm not sure. He's got to make a leap though. That's the case, but in terms of starting five, I mean that's a it's a oh it's a decent team in the East. I don't know if that's going to go anywhere, but yeah, we're going to have to find out. I have them as the third
2: best team in the East behind the uh, third.
0: I, I'd say Sixers and Bucks. That's, that's possible. possible. Sixers and Bucks. Are Sixers and better. Sixers well, and
1: Bucks are definitely six better.
0: You see, a big thing about that is how are the Pacers, how is Oladipo going to bounce mm-hmm. back? From his yeah, game? that's the thing. The Pacers the are, the
1: that could ball. be better. The Pacers could be better, but that's not they, even what we were going <laughs> yeah, to talk
0: about. I that's actually going to be a next week topic. Uh, hashtag Intel. Oh, okay. Let's... So, um, one team you might have noticed that wasn't in a Joseph's top three was the Toronto Raptors and mostly that's because... Um, they did not resign. That was Kawhi a quality. That was quality. At the end of last, that was a episode. good
1: transition. Yeah, yeah. I had that.
0: I had that one. I had that one going. But um, yeah, Kawhi Leonard, like I said at the end of last episode, when uh, broke broke the news at two a.m. Saturday morning? I was dead ass asleep. Uh, he's he's a Clipper now. Yeah, Bryce was asleep, and I was literally texting Bryce, "Hey, Kawhi's a Clipper now." So, and I wasn't sure if he was going to get on because I wasn't sure if he was even, I was even awake. No. But after like a few minutes, he. Was, yeah, I was like, "All right, well, guess." I
1: woke up. A, I woke up in the middle of the night at like three, and with the, with the with the with the migraine, and woes notifications that PG and Kawhi are now Clippers. and Then I took Nyquil, threw up, and went to sleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, Kawhi really. Wow, I'm thinking about it now. Kawhi just. Kawhi just brought so much balance to the NBA by doing this, and I said the Clippers were out on the show. The last
0: week, I think we both. Have yeah, because we we
1: read too many Ari Abraham tweets, but
0: I, I just make fun of it's not just make fun much. of them those.
1: So. Um, I think the Clippers. You gotta really look at the Clippers now and think, yeah, that team might win the West. I mean that's a that defense is going to be that defense is going to be something else, man. And they obviously got they got Lou Will as well. I really Lou like awesome Harold.
2: The thing with Lou Williams, he's arguably still that team's best scorer.
1: No, I would say PG and Kawhi are better scorers. They're definitely better overall players,
2: hands down, which I know. When it comes yeah. to clear buckets,
1: Lou Williams—that's the only thing he could do in the NBA. Is he's he's definitely. He's a volume guy for sure, and he, that's why he wins Sixth Man of the Year. Yeah, like that's his award he that. for now.
2: He chooses to come off the bench and get that award.
1: He really does. He get he gives up MVP for Sixth Man of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really like that Clippers team, man. For, See, I think uh, they, they got a chance go so far.
2: So my uh, my little hot take on this is, I think you can argue right now the Clippers big two, you know. That that Kawhi and Paul Kawhi George is, is is the best two in the NBA. However,
1: it is. I it think is for the
2: Lakers sure. are actually a better team, and I can explain why. I you think do. for most part it comes down to Boogie. If you look at what Boogie did last year, he got twenty eight mm-hmm. and four, um, coming off an injury as the fourth or fifth scoring option, and only getting twenty five minutes a game. If he can revert back to getting even even just 20, 10, four, 20, 10, 5 I think that's too much star power for the Clippers to handle, even with their phenomenal defense, because Zubac isn't going to be able to
1: come. Yeah, that's it's the a thing. Though, be able to I, Because,
0: like, like, you know, he just had got, he, it, it is, an yeah. injury, doesn't make it too long afterwards and re, and Zubac Zubac hurt something bounce else. Back. That's, I mean, gonna... he he
2: had a good season last year, statistically speaking, at least six and four in his, sure. his lowest minutes, leaving less than his rookie year. That's not a bad season by any chance. And Lakers only paying him $7 million. So it's not like they're taking a huge gamble on him. It's a one year, $7 million deal. But he's ring ring chasing. That's all it is. Call it as it is. Um, I think if he can go back to being 2010, because this was a guy who was getting 26, 25, 13, and 6 not too long ago. He He was was doing that that for a while.
1: He was doing that as the guy, though. That's kind of the thing. Now, I do like him and AD did work really well together when they were in New Orleans. And I think they have a chance of doing that again. I just think that if it's a risky thing to say that the Lakers are better than the Clippers because the Clippers are much more filled out as a roster. Um, the Lakers, if, if, if DeMarcus Cousins doesn't return the form, then that is just not going to happen. The Clippers are the better team. But if he does return to form like that, that could happen. That could be the case.
2: See, now, about two weeks ago, I would agree with you 100% the Clippers were the deeper team. As of now, though, with the moves the Lakers have made, I mean, in the past week or two, they've gotten Rondo, they've gotten Danny Green, JaVale McGee, Quinn Cook, Avery Bradley. Well, no, they're, they're actually considering running LeBron at point guard, which is insane, but honestly makes sense.
1: No, that he's done that before. That That's what they should do. They should be doing that. Well, LeBron I, I, should be playing the one. Yes,
2: they're going to have an insane starting. if if their starting lineup is LeBron, Danny Green, Kuzma, um, AD, and Boogie. That that is such a tall and first
1: Kuzma at right the on. three. That spacing is horrifying. Kuzma shoot? Kuzma isn't a bad. Oh come shooter. on, he's really? Are you really scared of Kuzma at the three point line? He's not a bad shooter. Even even if that's the case, the only. If you want to call Kuzma a consistent shooter, the only other consistent shooter in that lineup is Danny Green, and even that's not true sometimes.
2: See, see yeah, but at least they, they balance out their shooting when I see their one through five can all hit the three. It's not the case where you have like a Sixers where it's J.J. Redick it and Tobias Harris who are knockdown shooters, and then the other guys will send JJ Spartans.
1: J.J.'s not on the Sixers anymore.
2: I, I would present of their last year's team right, where you had Oh, yeah. yeah okay. J.J. Redick being your one.
1: I get what you mean. The thing is, though, like yeah, they could all technically hit the three, but they're not all consistent with it. There's not a really like a big, like, big time deep threat in that lineup. Yeah, they could all do it, but I mean, it's going to have to be timely, and they got to work on it. I think. Um, I just really, I think the Clippers. I mean, you just you see what Kawhi does. Kawhi is. Is not a man to be messed with. He um he's someone that he could do literally everything on the court. Um there's not a thing Kawhi Leonard does that's subpar. And another thing about that Lakers team is you didn't really name a great defender either. I mean their defense and their long ball is really what scares me. Um and I think that might be their downfall in the end. Mm-hmm.
2: No, on the defensive side of things, Clippers without a doubt are, are arguably going to be one of the best defensive teams of all time. I, I uh, mean, they're
1: they're going to yeah they're going to they be not ridiculous that defensive
2: team. It, 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 their their defense is ridiculous though. I mean, I wouldn't say the Lakers have absolutely no defenders. I mean, Anthony Davis, one of the best defending big men in the league. One of the best. I mean, we the thing is
1: though, because like you've seen LeBron the last two years, he does not do anything he's, on defense he's, he's, anymore. There.
2: On in the regular season, yeah, but in the postseason and in clutch moments when it matters, LeBron can obviously still play defense. The guy at the end of the day, yeah, two forty five, still an incredible athlete. He can still get it done on the defensive end. It's just he doesn't try for the most part in the regular season. So,
1: just yeah, believe
2: yeah, yeah, even off the bench. I mean, Javale McGee had a career season last year. And he's gonna be coming off the bench as 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 the center. So that that's that's defensive Javel spot right
1: Man, we have come a very long way on Javel McGee, haven't we? We, we started
2: McGee, a quality starter in the NBA today.
1: After he, we, we, we started, he started as the Shaq and the Fool MVP I think two years in a row. We always clowned him and then he went to the Warriors and now he's on the Lakers. <laughs> Yeah, actually is not too bad of a player, especially off the bench. Yeah. That is a good piece to offer.
2: If he was the Lakers starter, if they didn't get boogie, I would still have the Lakers as... If if the Lakers didn't get boogie, I would have the Clippers better. But the Lakers getting boogie, and then they did fill out their bench. Whether or not that's better than the Clippers bench is, is up for debate. The Clippers are one of the teams I don't, in the league. I don't think so. But I I would probably agree with you on that fact. But the, the Lakers bench, they, they filled it out, man. I mean, Rondo... Uh, KCP, Danny Green, Javale, Quint Cook, Avery Bradley, you, you mean Troy Daniels, the spot up shooter. Jared none,
1: of, wise, none of these. I don't trust any of these guys to be playing like twenty plus minutes a game. Like you want Quint Cook out there playing twenty five minutes? I don't I mean, think so.
2: Quint Cook has played good in the past when Curry is gone. Want, but again, he didn't have to do punt, much. How stacked the Warriors are? Or you want
1: you want Avery? Bradley without Brad Stevens twenty five minutes a game I don't think so I don't see that. Right. Avery Bradley has not done a thing since he left Boston man, I mean he's
0: yeah how many teams
1: a lot I think he Detroit the, the Clippers the Grizzlies at one point I think I think that might be all of them I think.
0: Yeah, he's he's like Fitzpatrick. He's like yep. Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's Ryan Fitzpatrick,
1: except doesn't do good sometimes. He's just like
0: doesn't have that one good game where he throws no. like four hundred and fifty yards, and everyone says that he's back for the next, and then he's back. For the next you're literally just
1: that. you're literally just recalling Ryan what happened this year.
0: <laughs> yeah, and literally every other year because Ryan Fitzpatrick is so. We had a we
1: had one more thing to talk about NBA wise. Um, what was that, Ian?
0: Yeah, so we kind of alluded to this earlier, but um, being that it's July, naturally we'd have to do our way too early predictions for uh, next season, and there um, do the whole season. eight. I believe All right. Uh, uh, we're we doing the... that for the West, right? Yep, yeah, we're doing it for the West because. We had it a lot tucks. of fun this off season. A lot of, a lot of shaking up. Go down
2: uh, Go down our, go and, down uh, our we'll list. Do and explain next next after. Time. Have everyone talk first. What do you?
1: We'll do a list. Um, we'll do our list and then we'll.
2: Everyone do our list and then everyone yeah, explain. We'll just, or say a list
0: then explain. It. Who wants first? Dudes? Say your list then explain. So. All right, oh, well, that's that was first.
1: really nice of you, Ian. Thank you for doing yeah. that. Um...
0: I'm a generous <laughs> guy. I like to. The people. I think
1: the number one seed, man, I mean, this is tough. I got to go Clippers at the number one seed. Um, Clippers. As of right now, I mean, I don't see how they couldn't. That team is just good. The number two seed, I'm going to put the Nuggets there. I think people forget that the Nuggets are a really good team, despite them not being so loud this offseason. But... Yeah, I really I really like the Nuggets. The n- number three seed, I'm going to put the Lakers there for now. Man, this is going to look – I'm just thinking about how bad this is going to look in like a few months, <laughs> but whatever. So three of the Lakers. The four seed, I'm going to put the Rockets. Uh, the five seed, I'm going to put the Jazz. The six seed – I think I'm gonna put the Spurs at the 6th seed. Um, the 7th seed. Seven seed. I'm gonna put the Pelicans. Actually, yep. you're leaving off a couple really? of my like, uh, right. teams I had in the
2: bottom. bottom and my eight, going my to eight goal.
1: is gonna be the Kings. Ooh, the that's Kings. interesting. You want to explain
2: All a little right. bit, and I'll get into my list because we were we were. Well, on par. Oh, I left know. off the
1: war. Fuck. No, the Warriors are making the playoffs. No way. I forgot. Yeah, the I was, the about to say, I was about to, That was Fuck, my first gonna put thing. The Warriors. I'm going to put the Warriors at six. Move the Spurs down to seven. I'm going to put the Pelicans at eight. Sorry about that. Yeah, the Warriors are not missing the
0: playoffs, guys. Yeah, and the no, Kings don't not. make they're the playoffs.
1: After I just for- completely forgot. <laughs> so, my one. So, Clippers one. Nuggets two. Lakers three. Rockets four. Jazz 5, Warriors 6, Spurs 7, Pelicans 8. I do want the Kings to make the playoffs, though. I I kind of think they can.
2: Right. So, my um. So, like I was saying, our lists were very similar to begin with, and then they just tailored off at the end. So, for me, even though I was talking greatly about the Lakers, I do have the Clippers as my number one seed. Mm-hmm. Now, my one through, th- one through three, sorry, I sound like Mike Tyson, I think a complete... <laughs> I think they're completely interchangeable. <laughs> so at the two, I have the Lakers and at the three, I have the nuggets, but right. I, think, depending on, you know, who rests, what players, God forbid, any injury, stuff like that. I think those one through three are interchangeable. Any of them could be one, two or three. Um, my four seed, even after the Westbrook trade, I have the Rockets five seed. I have the trailblazers, which I, I believe <sighs> left off the playoffs. Um, there were 13 I am really slipping because yes, they're right making
1: now. the playoffs. I gotta redo. I am out of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. I gotta redo listen <laughs> okay. I'll do um, it after. <laughs> oh my god!
2: 13, I have the Jazz, and what's crazy is I think the Jazz could possibly, uh, you know, on, on low key fashion, be a title contender on the lowest of keys. Yeah, not maybe a very high probability, but I think even as a six seed, they you know they could see later in the playoffs. Uh, seven seed Warriors, and I think when the Warriors get back, if we do have that Warriors late first round matchup with with Clay Thompson, that is going to be one of the most highly rated first matchups of all time if that does happen. Um, and then my eight seed, another team you left off, I have the Mavericks.
1: Um, I think it's a little early, personally. I
2: think it Could be a little early because at the nine seed, I have the Pelicans, and I, I'm going back and forth. I go, eight, I go eight Mavericks, nine Pelicans. I
1: have to nah, I have to knock the Pelicans off, but. <laughs>
2: Mavericks, Pelicans, Kings, I think they're going to be fighting for that eight seed. Right now, I have the Mavericks with the Pelicans close behind. I'm a Zion fan. I'd love to see the Pelicans there. I, I don't know if they're ready yet. And the Mavericks are also very young. But, I mean, Luca and Chris that's a solid two right there.
1: We don't yeah. even know how Chris Daff is going to be. That's no, kind of my I thing. Mean,
2: well, and that Luka team
1: around them is... Uh...
2: I know. But, I mean, Luca looked absolutely phenomenal last year. He he put up some of the best looking numbers. He did. James, he um, did. first we saw what he could do, you know, barring injuries, you know, which is a big what if. But if if that team is healthy, they're not going to do anything in the playoffs. But I can see them making the playoffs.
1: All right. Well, I completely have to. I have to add the Trailblazers because yes, the Trailblazers are definitely making the playoffs. I I don't know how they slipped my mind. So I got Clippers one, Nuggets two, Lakers three, Rockets four. Jazz five. I'm gonna put the Warriors six, seven. I'm gonna put the Trailblazers. They'll probably end up higher than that. But as of right now, that's kind of how I see it. And that's I'll put the, the Spur. I'll put the Spur to eight. Um, the Pelicans, Kings, and and Mavericks are interesting. And I think the Kings might. They could. I think that's the most likely. Other than the Pelicans, Pelicans and Kings, I think are the most likely to steal that eight. Yeah,
2: I mean. Only reason I put Dallas above them is because I think they have more star power, as it is, and I think it's a star-driven league. I'm not saying Luca or Kristaps are you know bona fide superstars as it is right now, but I think those two players would be the best players on the on the Mavericks, Pelicans, or Kings as it is.
1: Maybe that could be true, but I it's got to develop first. Yep,
2: I agree. And so Ian, what to is it's, it's, oh, gonna is it. it's gonna be so tight. With with my, my 1%, I could see them all making the finals, realistically,
1: which is crazy. Yeah, it's the NBA has not been like this in a very long
0: time. I it mean, really I love did. it. You got some, like you said, they... <laughs> yeah, I've some seen that a
1: bunch of times. So, Ian, you know, you've, you've been avoiding talking for the last half hour, so let's...
0: All right, so, um... <laughs> I've liked oh. the discussion that you and Joseph have been having. I didn't want to intrude, but, um, all right. So I got the same top three as you guys. It's going to be Clippers, then Lakers, Nuggets. Although honestly, especially, like Can, State, I don't
1: think Joseph knows but last year, Joseph, Ian completely line left the Nuggets out of the playoffs.
2: Wow. I have been a huge Nuggets fan since Carmelo okay. and AI. Yeah. That just hurt me. Not my best moment. <laughs> That was a
1: long time ago. My own I
2: was, AI. Off, brief interlude. Last season on a radio show up at my school, I said, um, Last season, I said the Clippers were the best team in LA and LeBron wasn't making the playoffs in his first year. And that held true, and I'm so proud of myself for that. But <laughs> <laughs> That was um, me
0: and K Man. Oh, you did that up in Nichols last
1: year? Name dropping. Oh, okay.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I, don't yeah, I see. <laughs> unfortunate. Shout-out K-Mac. Definitely not listening to this, but... <laughs> um, Alright, so... Uh, Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, top three. Uh, four, I'll go with the Rockets. Five, Portland. Six, the Jazz. Seven, the Warriors. And then eight, I mean, eight, you can make a case for the Spurs. You can make a case for the Pelicans. Bryce, you're, you're looking pretty high on the Kings, possibly. Um, You know what? Mm. Let's, I'm, I'm gonna that is a good team, applause. honestly. So uh, Pelicans at eight. I, I don't think the Pelicans are in a. No. They're not in a position. I don't know. They got to worry about keeping Zion two, too
1: and... once that time comes.
0: With the number who got down
2: there, he's not leaving. He'll be three fifty before he leaves. Yeah, I mean that's
1: on <laughs> the gumbo. Getting <laughs> get it get uh, on that gumbo.
2: Want to know what would be absolutely <laughs> hilarious is if uh, the Lakers end up. As the number one seed, the Pelicans of the eight, and by some miracle, Zion knocks off that team.
1: Oh. Be,
2: that, that would be that would be a Zion very
1: sweet revenge for that Ingram and Lonzo for sure. Mm-hmm.
2: That would that would be something that would that's be thirty for thirty worthy right there. You trade your whole team away and then get beaten by the team you trade. And the
1: then they end. and then that team eats you. <laughs>
2: That'd be crazy. I mean, That'd be, before, that, before that kids, would be funny. I think the Pelicans will be a finals contender within three seasons, or at least after that third.
1: Within three years, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe not within three, but three to four years, I think they're a finals contender. I mean, you know. they
1: could be. It depends on how Zion develops. Um, it depends on how if Ingram and Alonzo make the leaps they need to make. But that's reasonable, honestly.
2: And they're um their center too, Jackson Hayes or Jared hey, Jackson, Jackson- Hayes, Hayes, yeah. Very, very he's, he's a raw prospect for sure. And I I think they made the right choice because Jackson Hayes wasn't the best player available when they drafted him, but he was what their team needed. They needed, yeah,
1: he he was a need pick, yeah, for sure. And
2: they made the smartest pick they possibly can make. It looks like they got the best big man in the draft. Looks like it's very early,
1: obviously, but yeah. So does that uh, does that wrap up our NBA discussion?
0: Yeah, that would wrap up our NBA discussion. So, uh, we're going to move on to a topic we have never actually talked about on the show before. We've never even talked about um, soccer. Women's won't, soccer won't because the Women's soccer. We've never talked about soccer, period. Because
1: uh, yeah, Ian I, had it in the original one, anyway, and I didn't have it. I don't really know
0: soccer. And I got the new one. So.
1: False advertising. Yeah, listen, it's not anymore. <laughs> I mean, we haven't wow. talked
0: about yeah, it, it yet. It's not mentioned... not false advertising anymore. We've officially talked about. Talk about <laughs> we're it. We're preparing
1: so. to talk about it.
0: Well, like, we're in the process.
2: The word of croquet isn't
1: talked about. It. Yeah, well, yeah, but we're actually are going to talk about it once we're done doing this. Yeah, so valid. that's
2: valid. <laughs> yeah, once we we're back before forth banter is done.
0: Yes. So, um, the U.S. women's national that's team. That's four now. Has yeah, won another World Cup, world shocker! I know. Yep. Yep, back yeah, back
1: to back. All female World It's four now, and it's it's yep, in a row, four right? Four of they're eight, back to back. Yep. And they won the first one too, um. So, shout out to them. I love that team. Honestly, I love what they do. I love how cocky they are. I really love yeah, how cocky. Of,
0: they were a lot of yeah. It's it's Perfectly put, they're yeah, really they're just like, absolutely. They know that the, be- the, the world. I just love that. Really I love the message
1: they send, honestly. I know, like, obviously, yeah, them crackers who, who don't, um, but I like this the whole rapino thing, uh, Alex Morgan obviously beating that one team 13 nothing in the first game, in the first game, um.
0: Yeah, they beat Thailand thirteen to nothing. <laughs> that that was a tone setter because I don't think they didn't, I don't remember they not that many. Goal, I don't how the how many goals they sport, let up in the actual but... tournament? Yeah, but because like going back to Jeez. June eleventh, which was the Thailand game, they let up three goals in the entire thing, and they had. They had multiple... Well, they had two games where they scored three or more. Obviously, one of those was...
1: The I love this team, now. man. I love what they're doing. See, this is, this is the thing, though. Because, like, this is how it starts. Because we won that first Women's World Cup. It gave, like... It gave a generation. It inspired generations, and that's why we're still good. And I just want to brag on the U.S. men's team, because they're just dreadful. Uh, they, they've they never done anything. Um, They've just they've just been stagnant. Yeah. It really is annoying because you see how the women's team is doing and they they win like constantly. They they're the most dominant international female team in in the world by far. It's not even close. And our men's team is over here like yeah, we'll see you in 2022. Yeah. I it's, Maybe okay,
2: we're, not, we're not making. We maybe
1: even,
2: we we'll make definitely make it.
1: And then you're gone. We're, we're see. That's the thing. That's the difference. If we can make it out of group, because like if the U.S. Them. did if the U.S. women's team didn't win the World Cup, we'd be disappointed. We're we'd be thrilled if the U.S. men's team qualified for the World Cup. That's the yeah. difference.
2: And if they that's out. that. Yeah, if they made it out of the group stage, it's like they
1: won the whole thing. Yeah, if we oh my god, I can't even imagine home what home this home nation home. would do if we if we made it out of the group stage. We weren't and if we made the World Cup in twenty eighteen, I promise you, we were not making it out of that group stage. Oh, well. They had England they had England and Belgium in it, and Belgium is unbelievable and England was pretty solid in that World Cup. Yeah. So, so
2: to kind of keep it on the on the women's team. Um, not to really grab in the men's team as much because we all know how awful they are. Give credit where it's due to the women's team. Uh, Megan Rapinoe or Rapinoe, however you say her name, I always pronounce it wrong. Um, not, not to make this political, but you know, she, you, you've seen all all the backlash she's gotten for, you know, publicly criticizing, you know, you know, the country and, you know, equal pay and all of that stuff. Uh, and I, I was reading one article that said, um, Megan Rapinoe knows that patriotism is not obedience. But rather an opportunity to help our country live up to its promises. And and I couldn't agree with that more. I don't That's think a good Yes. I don't think patriotism is blindly supporting your country no matter what. I, I, I think criticizing a country that prides itself on it, on its freedoms of, of religion, belief, free, freedom of speech and all that, and, and saying, Hey, you know, there's some hypocrisy going on here I don't think that means she's not patriotic. I think she's just as patriotic as the next guy waving the American flag at her game. You know. She's just patriotic
1: yeah. in a different way. That's a, I got really nervous when you started talking, but I completely agree with your point. Um, yeah, I don't really. Uh, I, I actually yeah. would like to talk about that, that when we're when we're done here because I I I do like to get political, but I also know that um, this. Just know that I personally and obviously you you Joe agree with the message that this team and specifically Repino yeah. yes. um, has has sent that there is a problem in the united states and there is a divide that doesn't need to be there and i really like that message i think that's a message that needs to be sent more um maybe not by athletes i the most of the time the argument is oh just showed up and play your sport they're using their platform in the way that they believe is correct and i agree with them i think that is a good thing to do. They should be using their platform to send these messages 100%. if they truly believe in them.
0: I mean, yeah, they've got, they've got the biggest platform. No, they've got I don't the think biggest so platforms in the world right there. And they're, I don't think they're using it inappropriately. I think they're making some very valid points that, uh, the United States is in fact, not perfect. Um, like you said, Joseph, I, exactly. um, I think one of the most patriotic things you can do is point out that, you know, your country's not perfect. You want it to improve. But you still accept the fact that you love your country. You don't have to... You can love your country without it being, without, like, you know...
1: That's the problem. That's the problem, though, because that's not the stigma that's been created in the last four years. So, like, it's always going to be... It's always going to be hit with backlash when you do something like that, like yeah, the whole like yeah, we saw it with Kaepernick, extremely bad. Um, we saw it. We've seen it countless times with LeBron James. You know, I'm more, the whole I'm more than an athlete thing. And that was yeah. like last year. Um,
2: athletes, like you said, should use their platform to speak out on. Yes, you know they um, should. You know, Political, socioeconomic, racial injustices, they, they, they should use their platform to speak out and try to better the country. I mean, this goes back to Jesse Owens, the 1936 Olympics. You know, it goes back to Muhammad Ali protesting war, uh, the Vietnam War. So, you know, athletes using their platform is not new. Do athletes – It's not. Uh, yes. Do they have more power today than they used to? Yes, they definitely do. They – you know, with the social media age. That, that's what it is, so – they reach millions of people at the touch yeah, of their buzzes. You know, they can do an interview with ESPN whenever they want. So it's a very tough issue. There definitely is, like you said, there's a divide in this country that doesn't need to be there. You know, we're at a very uneasy time in America. You know, I think anyone can see that no matter what side of the political, you know, wherever you are. But
1: yeah. I mean, our our image to the rest of the world is dreadful. Oh, okay. I mean, and it has been. For a really long time, I mean, all, I mean, just, I'm not, I won't like, cause they, I mean, the stigma around the United States and it's, it's, it's just not as great as people would lead it on to be. Oh, no. Um, I mean, it's okay. Listen to people that are like, you know, she shouldn't be saying this stuff. You know, she shouldn't be saying this stuff. She just should be playing her sport. It's okay to love things that have flaws, you could love America and admit it's not 100% where it should be. That's okay. That's You can do that. You can, Both things can be true. And I feel like the stigma that's been created makes it feel like we can't say things like that. But hopefully soon that'll change. Yeah,
2: exactly. And that's exactly my point as well. It's...
0: And... And if people are upset about <laughs> Megan Rapinoe, you know, sh- saying shit about Trump... I don't know if maybe, we want to. I think a little more concerned. Worst about- worst that, that is,
1: is completely, completely right.
2: To a higher standard than, than, than the sitting U.S. president. I, that's <laughs>
1: true as well. <laughs> yeah.
2: We are more surprised that someone like LeBron, a Kaepernick, or Rapino will, will call out Donald Trump than, than if Donald Trump were to call them out. <laughs> and it's ridiculous.
1: That's, Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: that just shows how ass-backwards
1: everything is. But- yeah, it, and that, that says a lot about the same the this, this is the thing. This what I, that's this the problem I have with the NCAA, 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 too, is that the, the players are held to a higher standard than the coaches. These are kids. Yeah, I mean, you can't ex- – we should not be holding LeBron and Kaepernick and all these other people that speak out to higher standards than Trump.
2: Exactly. That's just not how. It, that's just
1: not how it should be.
2: He's the most powerful man in the world. He he has the nuclear football with him at all times. <laughs> it's a man yeah. who really can destroy the world if you wanted to. Yet he's held to a lower standard than a guy. Obviously, dumbing it down. LeBron has done a lot more than who gets paid to dribble a basketball. LeBron has done leaps and boundaries more than what you expect from an NBA player. LeBron's a phenomenal man on and off the court. But at the end of the day, his job is to dribble a basketball, and not run, and he's held to. A-
1: yeah, that's it's ridiculous, man. It really is. I if I I don't understand. I get the whole Trump fan base thing, and they just love it. Like they feed into it, but it's like, I, I, why even respond to these people if you're Trump? Like, just just shut up, man. <laughs> do you understand? Do you get how much better this this shit would be if Trump just shut up sometimes? Yeah, exactly. It's it's just it's insane to me. And this is this is a seventy year old man. He's yeah. he's older than seventy, I believe. Yeah. He's like no, 70, he's not that old. He's 70. like 70. seventy-four, maybe. But, but
2: either he's way, he's he's, he's definitely showing signs of mental regression. He's,
1: he's seventy-three. 70. Yeah, he's, he's seventy-three.
2: Definitely senile at, at, to some extent. He, he has uh, Trump is narcissistic Trump all hell. Yeah.
1: yeah, but he's always been that way. That's that, yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. But. He, the guy clearly isn't there mentally in one way or another you know you just, just compare his, his ability to articulate himself and speak intelligent intelligently and coherently to any other to almost no no not even to almost any to any other president in history it, it, it's ridiculous he, he has a third grade intelligence compared to some of the guys like obama or, or even a reagan who reagan wasn't yeah, I mean, bush wasn't the brightest guy but he cut out but yeah I, I
1: definitely get your point and yeah i i i didn't really want to go down this road you know what, you oh, yeah, sometimes it's just it has to be that way. It has to be talked about. And yeah. um I if such I apologize, but the way this shit is going as it is is it's yeah. it, it's, it's sad to, to look
2: at. The, really. for whatever reason today's day and age. Don't but uh me. we can
1: we can move on to our uh our last thing if you uh if you so please.
2: Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, so um, enough of the political talk. We can move on to uh, football. And uh, we decided we wanted to look at some players this season, this coming season. Um, Yeah, that's really just it. Just players that we have our eye on coming into this season. So um, I guess I can start if you guys are cool with that. All right, so um, my first one, this one's kind of an easy one. Kyler Murray, the top overall pick, the only one that's projected to start the season as the number one quarterback on their team. Um, Kyler Murray, it's not because of the fact that he's the number one overall pick. It's because of the circumstances that led him to the draft. You know, he starts off as a baseball player, gets drafted by the Athletics, he's in their system, and then he decides he wants to to, uh, play football. So there's that whole... Everything happens with that. We talked about it a while ago, long, long time ago. And he winds up getting drafted number one overall by the Cardinals. There's a lot of pressure on him now because he gave up baseball, where he'd probably make more money over time, for the chance to play football in a team that's a total dumpster fire. And I, I know I use that term a lot, but this is, I think, I think it's warranted here. And now you have, you have to lead a team that hasn't been good since 2015. You have to lead that team to be good. And if, you're, if you wind up being a bust, if you can't do that, you're going to go down as not only a bust in the National Football League, you're going to go down as a massive what-if story because you decided to give up a chance at baseball, where granted, you were already a top-ten pick. In the MLB draft, um you gave up that i said i play I said and this, and this a long time ago, and, and I stand or by it enough.
1: I like Kyler Murray's decision because, and I explained it, but my my reasoning behind I like Kyle Kyler Murray's decision was we don't see athletes do what they really want to do all the time. That's kind of a rare thing, and to see him give up on the safer bet and take a risk on himself, I really appreciate and respect that. Um, Obviously, yes, what you said is true. There is a lot on his shoulders. Um, He has to lead a team that is really not that good. But, I mean, maybe he'll grow with the team, maybe he won't. But I don't think he'll have any regrets, even if he is a what-if story. He did what he wanted to do, and he still got paid. (sighs) My number one... Player to watch. I it's really I I do one and two because they're kind of related. One and two for me, and you could switch them. It's like a one a one
0: b kind of thing. Yeah, I have. I have. Is Jameis Winston
1: and Marcus Mariota? Both of them are really on watch for me. They've both been in the league for what four or five years. I
0: know where this is going. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, they both have not. Uh, lived yeah, up to where they were years, picked yet? 2015, um, season. They both have had talent around. Well, maybe not so much Mariota. Mariota's kind of been, he's kind of been screwed with the talent he's been given around him. He hasn't been given his, you know, a, a couple of good running backs. But I mean, besides a couple two, running back, like other than the running backs. Yeah, yeah. the running backs and Delaney Walker, I there hasn't been yeah, much they, for him.
0: they don't really throw to the running back um, that often.
1: Jameis, Jameis is going to be one for me, and Mariota is going to be two. Because the reason I I need to see Jameis take a leap is he has a QB whisperer as his coach now. He is Bruce Arians. He came out of retirement to coach for Jameis, for Jameis Winston, really. That was the reason he came out of retirement. And... If Jameis Winston can't make a leap with Bruce Arians, I don't really know what to say. I really don't know what to say about Jameis if he can't make that leap with Bruce Arians. He's
0: a backup for the rest of his
1: career. And Mariota, obviously, for me, I don't really have, like, you know, like, oh, if he doesn't do this, he's going to be bad. I just need to see him do better than what he has done.
2: Yeah. So, me. Oh. So the guy I have as number one, all right, it's kind go. of a guy I feel like like have been talking about, who was a big name or or a relatively big name not too long ago. Um, I have Carlos Hyde over in Kansas City. Carlos um, Hyde, yes, I, I think he's getting to that age where running backs see a, a deep Ooh. decline. Carlos yeah. Hyde, you know, coming off an injury, but in that Kansas City system, I believe as of right now, he's either going to be splitting time or he will be the main starter. And Kansas City has been a gold mine for running backs for the last five or ten years. You all, you know Jamal Charles, and even before him, um, you know obviously you had Kareem Hunt before all the off the field incidents, and he got shipped off out of Cleveland. So I think Kansas City with that with that offense. I'm sorry, I think Carlos Hyde with that offense in Kansas City. I, I could see him getting you know 12, 1,300 all purpose yards, and and low key being a solid player on that team despite his age. Was that like you know hmm. possibly You know, someone gets play, the he's always he he's floating man, around though, that like. level. You know, two seasons ago, so injuries the past year or two have really derailed his career. Unfortunately, he's if he's not already thirty, he's he's going to be thirty or thirty-one very soon. Um, yeah, so I think Carlos Hyde could be a a sleeper player really going into this next season. That you know, no one's talking about. You don't hear about him anymore.
0: Okay. Definitely an interesting one. All right, so for my second one, I've got Baker Mayfield because he had a good rookie season, I'd say. Oh. Um, obviously, some people were saying he should win Rookie of the Year for what he did for the Browns. No, that was Saquon's award. That was Saquon's award. Um, but Baker's Baker, the Browns got better, especially on offense this season. Mostly by, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doesn't sorry. Hurt to me to anymore. Nothing matters. I uh, did acquire Odell Beckham in a trade.
1: Oh, I'm completely numb.
0: Can't feel yeah, you're just, yeah, you're just, you're, you're numb to it now. <laughs> it <could be laughs> yeah, definitely so, on that roster. Yeah. yeah, Kareem Hunt too, but we don't know how much he's going to play, if he's going to play. He, he will be a Brown next season, so I guess you can add him to the list. So throw that in there with Nick Chubb. I yeah, the Browns, I, I can see that. I can see it. I mean, I think the Browns are going to win the AFC North this year. Yep. I think that. I mean, it's going to be them or the Ravens because – Bengals can go 11-5 nobody cares.
1: I was talking to my,
0: and talking my friend who was Bengals. a
1: Steelers fan, and I said that exact point you made, that the Steelers got worse and the yeah, Browns exactly. got way better. He's like, oh, no, He's like, oh, no, man. He's like, no, it's over. You got to just give it up. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give it up. <laughs> <dog>. oh, <yeah. laughs>
0: No, we, we we do know, because they're not there. The days of writing AB and Le'Veon, those days are gone, because yeah. they, they they're not there. They're, it, the days are literally gone because it just doesn't happen. No, they won't happen. No. No. You got, I mean, Juju and James Conner are kind of piggyback players. off what you said about AB and Le'Veon. I have been no. saying this for
2: a while, and it's a very not bold prediction. Baker Mayfield is my MVP next year. That's I far. think that offense in Cleveland. Is going to be one of the most, it just Ooh. absolutely at least on paper, insane offenses we've ever seen. In and, and, and like a Madden standpoint, that's gonna be the best Madden offense since the Eagles in 2012 when they had um, Mike Vick, Deshaun Jackson, LeSean McCoy. But I, I think I could legitimately see Baker Mayfield next season for getting a combined throwing and rushing uh, 4,500 yards and 45 touchdowns. I, I think you got Odell. You got. Odell, you got, I mean look at Pat Mahomes did this. You got Odell. Joker, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. The list goes on. Yeah, the I, you know, I, I can see it. it. I can definitely see it happening. So, It's a very bold prediction, I know, to think Baker Mayfield will take that kind of a leap, but I do see him as having the potential to be a top-five quarterback in the league.
0: It,
1: it could happen. It's not completely irrational to believe that. Yeah. I think it, it's a possibility. Um, um, Someone
2: 100 rushes for 400, whatever it is. <laughs>
1: So my number three, technically, actually, because I wanted to, is Mariota Winston. My number three is, a, is Le'Veon Bell, man. Le'Veon Bell, he held out, and I, I agreed with what he did. I think he should have held out. Um, Now he's on the Jets, um, and that whole Jets team, I mean, we'll see. I don't know how they're going to do, but we're going to find out. Le'Veon Bell's gotta have a good year for me, man, because if he has a if he has a bad year or kind of a mid year, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about him in the next coming seasons after this if he if he can't put up what he used to Yeah, it's
0: the definitely gonna be a Jets. curious situation because He's going to the Jets first source yes the, the jets, jets are so. the jets
1: yes That's good stuff first That's is really, really is jets jets? um
0: yes so um yeah yeah with we were Jets? also uh, for my
2: number 2 i have two
0: um Josephson. who's your number um two? so
2: the way i see this is deandre Hopkins, in my opinion best receiver in the league if not he's a consensus top 3 in my opinion he's the best
1: it's probably top three to five, yes. I don't know about best.
2: Okay. Well, you know, either way, clearly one of the most dominant receivers in the league. However, his second I'd, receiver I'd be behind three. him has always been a question mark. You, you look at someone like Will Fuller. I think Will Fuller clearly has the talent to be the number two, but he's extremely injury-prone. Uh, yeah. To a sense, was the same situation last year. He was also very injury-prone, obviously a little younger than Fuller, but he showed the potential to be a number two guy. And um, I also have written in my notes uh, right here, possible three 1,000-yard receivers in Houston with a question mark. I could possibly see Kiki Kute, DeAndre Hopkins, and Will Fuller if they're all healthy. Uh,
1: three 1,000 receivers?
2: Arizona did it uh, back when they had John Brown, Fitzgerald, and someone else. I, I don't know if it's been done since 2009 when the Cardinals last did it, but it's possible.
1: It, it could happen. It, it's, it really depends on that line. Really?
2: Yes, I, I agree.
1: Line is a big
0: question mark. So, I mean, at least they drafted lineman yeah. this year. I know they drafted um, what's his name, Titus Howard, yeah. I think, the tackle out of Alabama State. Yeah, so he'll be a starter immediately. Uh, I, I, don't don't how, I don't know how. I don't know where else they, drafted. they uh, drafted the line. I think they drafted a center too, didn't they? Um. The Texans. Uh, they drafted another well, tackle so in the least, second round. You know, They've addressed some of their offensive and line issues.
2: Because obviously, keeping their quarterback that healthy was it. is the main concern. Yeah, yeah, you can see yeah, don't want this, no, They not, don't want Sean Watson, breaking Watson getting hurt. That's, that's uh, breaking down Lee, definitely not something injuries. they would have
1: wanted.
0: All right, so this is where my twofer comes in. Um, I've got Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown because I know this was kind of a weird fit because Lamar Jackson's known for a lot of things, but one of them is not an ability to throw the ball downfield. And Marquise Brown is almost exclusively known as a deep threat receiver. So it's almost like an opposite situation here where you got one guy who excels at going deep downfield, the other guy who just flat out doesn't do that. So I'm going to wonder, will they use Hollywood Brown in more of a... Are they going to use him on shorter routes, or is Lamar going to develop a defense offseason? Yeah, I agree team? with that. It really... The thing with Marquise they got to do one is, of the two things or else there's potential here. Like
2: Antonio Brown, he'll be able to do, you know, everything in the league is what you want. I mean, Marquise Brown, I, I agree with you. He's definitely a burner. He's a deep ball guy, but he's a deep ball guy. He's doing it at 5'9". And being a five nine deep threat in the NFL is a lot harder than in college because, you know that 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 speed only transitions so much.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: So, at, at five foot nine, he's going to be forced to learn how to run some short routes, no matter you know whether yeah, he likes yeah. it or not. So, but I mean, I I, I agree. That's that tandem, it's boom or bust. That's how I see it. But, um, so. um,
1: so my number four as well, um, is is AB actually. Uh, AB obviously that whole mess that happened with the Steelers um, literally just the whole Steelers thing the whole drama with Juju just the the ego problems If uh, again the same kind of thing with Le'Veon if he doesn't ball out I don't know how I'm going to feel about him I mean I think he's the best receiver in the league as of right now I think that has a great chance of changing by the end of the season by the end of the year but as of right now ab is still my number one best receiver in the league um he's really talented it's just i want to see how he does with Derek carr and john gruden over in oakland well kind of oakland not really sure what's going on there um yeah that he he needs to have a big year for me as well They I think they're playing they're playing in the Giants stadium I believe the San Francisco Giants. do
0: they have a, a stadium for next season yet have okay. they finalized? Yeah. Oh, No. Well, they're going to play in San Francisco's stadium this year and then they're going to move to Vegas I believe stadium. next year. They're just playing in one in San Francisco instead. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, another. Uh, baseball playing, baseball they're playing in the San Francisco Giants Stadium, I believe. Going to a college could... stadium. They have to play in another baseball stadium. That's. Yeah, only for one year, though. Man, that's. That's that's just mm-hmm. rough. Uh,
2: so, for my number yeah, three. Yeah, that's guy, that's the
0: upside. It's only going
2: to be. I have Saquon Barkley. Right, Joseph, what do you have now? Uh, I think Saquon Barkley <laughs> Bar- this season should establish himself as like the number one running back in the league simply because he has to. Who else is on that Giants team? You I know Daniel Jones?
1: It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard for him to do that. I don't expect him to.
2: Oh, yeah, no. I I understand it's going to be hard for him. But i Saquon Barkley so a guy... Who else do you have you have definitely have? get a 1000 thousand season. I mean, what did you have last year? 1,300 rushing yards, 700 receiving. Like, 91 catches. Uh, 15 or 16 total touchdowns. Um... His production this year, when it comes to pure volume and pure numbers, it's going to go up because the passing game got worse. Um, I I can see Saquon this year, you know, getting 1,400, 1,500 rushing yards to go with 800 receiving yards, possibly 100 catches, five receiving touchdowns, 14 rushing touchdowns. Uh, I I think Saquon, talent-wise, has the most potential in the league. I think he could go down to one of the greatest running backs of all time, and I think after this season he will be the best running back in the league.
1: Um, as a Giants fan, um, obviously, yes, the receiving game did get worse. Um, so I think the absence of Odell will make this this claim difficult to believe and see, because obviously the receiving game is not as good as it used to be. The receiving core, I still believe, is pretty solid. It's not bad, but obviously when you... you you trade away talent like Odell. Um, there's not many players that would fill that void, so it you know I think it'll take a hit on Barkley as well.
2: It's possible. I could see it going either way. I mean, without a doubt, Barkley's touches are going up.
1: Yeah, they have to.
2: I mean, that's enough. An F- and you know, obviously, teams are going to be stacked in the box, but I do feel like talent. Is, they have to. That Barkley is that once in a generation talent can just kind of do anything you need to do. I think he'll be a workhorse for them. I think eventually he'll get a 2,000-yard season, 2000 yards rushing season in his career. Not next year, but I have high hopes for Saquon. Coming from a Patriots fan, never liked the Giants. Saquon Barkley is one of my favorite players in the league, and I think he's one of the players in the league.
1: He's got the potential. Yeah, definitely. So, Ian, who's your last guy? Yeah, that's a good
0: Alright, sure. so my last one is also a running back. Um, this one's Leonard Fournette. So the Jaguars got significantly better at quarterback. Yeah. I think it's justified to say that they got significantly better going from Blake Bortles to Nick Foles. I uh, think. Um receiving wise, they've got decent guys. They're not like household names or anything. Like they don't have Allen Robinson anymore, obviously, but um they they got decent enough receivers. They got a what's his name, Keelan Cole. There's no one. Um, the rest of the names are kind of blanking on there now. But uh, good enough receivers. There's no one. There's no one crazy good, but they've got guys that'll do the job. So I think that um.
2: Yeah.
0: I think that that's gonna be nice because teams yeah. won't have to stack the box against them anymore. They'll be able to run a lot more with Leonard Fournette, and they'll just be able to get more usage out of him because he's a very hard runner, very talented running back. Yeah. But he doesn't get that that great of production because they because of who they had passing the ball. They had Blake Bortles thrown to. You know, you're one of the. Players, great, yeah, just. I I could any just wide receivers that aren't considered great that run, just run pass, option, that that uh,
2: that run pass really option good uh, with Fournette, Cole's, and you know a speedy guy like a D.D. Westbrook. You know, running a little short route. You know, if they pinch in on Fournette, if they fall for the fake, and then you got D.D. Westbrook because a speed guy, I, I could see it working. You know, yeah, if they bring, if they decide to bring that run and pass option over from Philly, you know, in you know Nichols thrived in that. Yeah, offense, they could do a lot so with that. They do, they should definitely incorporate that in some sense.
0: If they can do that, that'll that'll be huge for Falls. It'll be good um, for the wide receivers. I agree. Uh,
1: so my last guy is, re- is multiple guys, actually. Um, For me, it's really all the Giants young guys. So I'm talking like Daniel Jones. I'm talking Saquon. I'm talking Baker, Lawrence. Basically those four in particular off the top of my head. Um, Even Evan Ingram as well because he has to make a leap too. I I just there's not a lot to believe in for this team at the moment based on the direction it's going um based on what's happened this off season just it's been an absolute it's probably the worst off season I could have imagined mm-hmm. I I don't think I could have had a nightmare that's worse than this um I mean we passed on Josh Allen and Haskins we traded snacks to draft snacks at 17 um it's just really just not what anyone wanted over here and i mean gettleman i have no idea what the hell he's even thinking um he thinks he's going to be able to stash daniel jones on the bench for more than 5 games it's not happening we're going to be screaming for him by week 3 Probably by the end of the first game, actually, depending on how it goes, like we will. Like he thinks, oh, you know, I think we could ha- have Daniel Jones sit for three years. He by the end of the first game, people are going to be calling for him. It, it's just the media will absolutely kill this team um, because, and it's rightfully so. They deserve to be killed. The Giants have made boneheaded, awful moves all off season. And we did make some good moves, but the bad moves we've made are just way too bad to even have a light shine on the good moves we made. So I got to see something out of these young guys this year. Maybe not so much Barkley, because Barkley's obviously, he's great. He's a great talent. Um, he doesn't really have to prove anything to me. But like guys like Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence, DeAndre Baker, those guys i, I got to see something from them.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, I don't think anyone in the league is expecting much from the Giants. I think if the Giants pull off five wins, it's considered a good season for them. I don't even think they'll get that many. Honestly. I
1: don't – the thing is with Gentlemen, it's like he's in he's in tank mode and win-now mode at the same time. Exactly. Yeah, he's, like, it do, It does. doesn't work. That doesn't happen.
2: That's not how it yeah, goes. Like that, you gotta you gotta pick one thing and go after it. If you want to win now, you gotta go balls deep. If you want to lose now, <laughs> pull out.
1: <laughs> Great, that's good stuff. Thank you for saying that. That's 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 really good stuff.
2: That might be my favorite quote I ever came up with in this one.
0: Wow.
1: That's good stuff.
0: <laughs> and, and now it's going to be immortalized forever in uh, IWH episode 48. Yeah,
1: that's good. <laughs> there you go. So,
0: all right, so let
2: me – I'll list off my uh, – right,
1: Go last two. Right. May as well.
2: My last two real quick. Um, So for my fourth, I had Nikhil Herrick. Patriots, to see what obviously.
1: Talking.
2: Yeah. yeah. First down, yep. Um, I think with right now the absence of Josh Gordon, uh, obviously Brock retiring, there's no real deep threat in that team. Um, So – Hopefully, Nikhil Harry comes right in, fits that role, gets some good chemistry with Brady in the off season. You know, if he can get 750 yards and five or six touchdowns, I think that's a successful rookie season. That's
1: uh, that's putting the bar pretty low. I think
0: you would do much better than that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, you gotta remember though, the Patriots they spread the ball yeah, out. A even lot. Gronk this passing. I mean, we've had we've only had a handful of attackers. I don't think you in the past few years. I mean, um I don't I think, think you've realized the, the Gronk talent Gronk. Nikhil
1: what Harry really is. No, I, I,
2: is. I know how the Patriots like to almost hide their talent. They they, they could have Nikhil Harry as the best oh, receiver in the roster. Has, they they could know he has the best talent in the roster as a receiver. And they won't pull him out until the wild card game or or the conference championship and really start throwing him the ball. Because that's what they'll do. They know they can find their ways to win with, with nothing. So when they have talent, they want to drop it on you. Like um, Who was it? Jonas Gray a couple years ago at 200 yards. <laughs> yeah, and they cut him a couple weeks later and he was out of the league. So well, I, I, I could see Nikhil Harry so getting possibly 1,000 yards. He has the talent. It's just I know how the Patriots are. They're going to spread the ball out, and five different receivers are going to have 500 yards. That's what it's going to be.
0: And uh, I just wanted to clarify something about Gronk. His last thousand yard season was twenty seventeen, yeah. but he barely scraped well, Gronk, it that Gronk year. So His last injured. like if, if Gronk, real yeah. thousand yard yeah. season. Gronk Gronk, was, uh, 10, I mean, Gronk would get fourteen hundred so, yards every season. I don't know. Yeah, the injuries are a big part. I hear, I've man. heard
1: a lot of stuff like Gronk's coming off retirement. Have you seen Gronk? I mean, Stop doing Gronk, the roids. Man. Gronk, he's, he's done. He stopped. <laughs> No, he's
2: not. At, have you seen how he's actually? Have you seen how much saying they don't know the context of it, but they caught he's, him whispering. He's, he's lost so here. much weight Quote, since he retired. Back. So there's no context behind that. There's no context. He's but,
1: off the HGH. He's he's not coming back.
2: <laughs> I I haven't he heard about, about this so. game, but um, I'll, I'll list off my fifth super quick. This is gonna be. I'm gonna say the name, and I guarantee you guys I have no clue who he is. So I'll explain it after. Uh, Lucas Dennis. You guys have heard. Of him? Lucas Dennis. It is the guy I went to high school with. It was He led the NCAA in interceptions. Oh, wait, is that the year. guy that you went He was to predicted with? to go in the top three rounds. He decided to go back to get his degree his senior year. Unfortunately, he didn't perform as, as well as he'd like to, but was still worthy of being drafted. He was still predicted to go in the fifth round uh, and almost in a taco fall situation where everyone was like, oh, he's going to get drafted eventually. He actually never got drafted. He was signed immediately after by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right now he's, he's uh, fighting for a roster spot, but from what I've heard, he's doing phenomenal. And and this is a kid who I, I can attest because I played in high school with him. I watched him play when I was in Puppet Warner and he was older than me. I watched him at Boston College, led the NCAA in interceptions. He has ball hawking abilities. He's going to be the smartest guy in the field. He's the most humble guy you'll ever meet in the gym 24-7. First guy to practice, last guy to leave. He's, he's that type of hustle player. You know, I want nothing but the best of him. I pray to God he makes a spot. I do think he's gonna make the roster. I hope he has a successful long in, long NFL career, you know. I wish nothing but the best to my friend, so that's my fifth guy.
1: I wish I had a guy that cool I went to high
0: school with. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we I remember you were. Talking, I remember, I remember we were hanging out during the draft. I know Lucas. That that's going to be drafted, a chip on his shoulder but, um, for the rest of his life. Obviously, that never happened. All I'm saying is, ten years from now, if, you know, team, know, so which cool, if but,
2: he, you know, fifteen years from now, if he retires with seven Pro Bowls, and everyone's like, "Oh, who would this?" Oh be? man, I called it. <laughs> that would be a story. Be a story. <laughs> Undrafted
1: seven-time Pro Bowler. Oh, yeah.
2: I mean, he yeah, he was supposed <laughs> to go in the top three rounds if he won his junior year. But like I said, I know I know him. I know his family. His mom would never let him leave college early. Never in a million years. With his mom. It is so
1: he did the right thing. It's millions of dollars. <laughs>
2: well, he definitely. I know, that's, that's
1: smart. It's just perfect. That's all it is. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, I I've never. Obviously, I don't. I, yeah. I don't have any tape of him. I've never seen him play. Yeah. But obviously, best to him. Yeah. I, totally. mean, I I love those stories. I love the you know undrafted to being one of the best players on the roster. That's a great story. Um. So best. best.
0: Exactly. It is, actually. It oh. very much is. You know, safety, safety's a wiping spot on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, they, their defense is terrible, but their defensive back core, it's probably the worst in the league. So if there's some, if this is a team yeah. that needs safety, and I mean, if he proves himself I, I see him
2: speaking to off the spot. Get he eye might eye get a roster he back was back on every team's draft. I, I was, but, you know, when you look at the best available from the 6th from the and 7th round, Lucas Dennis' name is up there the whole time. So... He's a guy who has the talent. Like I said, he felt the draft didn't get drafted. But he has the talent. He's played corner and safety. He's primarily a safety. Smart guy, fast kid, strong kid.
0: You know, I think he'll be good. Alright, well that's uh that's awesome. Looking forward to seeing him hopefully uh have a good NFL career. But um with that i think, that,
1: I think it's time to everything so, planned
0: is there anything else to talk about or thank you guys for having me really it was of
1: course you Just,
0: you know, let yeah, me know i believe we got everything um of course of course that'll do it for uh, yeah that'll do it for episode 48 of i'm walking here you can follow joseph on twitter at joey can fly You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at IWHpodcast. You can follow me on Twitter, at enmq 6 spelled You can follow Russ (laughs) on Twitter, at It'sBRiz, not It'sBriz, as I've been wrongly pronouncing for almost a year now. It is. It is, actually. But (laughs) I I go
1: by either. It's fine.
0: Apparently, it's pronounced BRiz, not Briz. Yeah. So, uh, that's just
1: ITS.